Now, we're getting a bit of reaction to some of the entries we had a little earlier on today. Hi, John. Uh, her comments about vaping are totally untrue. In the UK, they encourage e-cig as a way of quitting smoking. There are no chemicals in vaping. Now, I'm not sure if vaping is totally safe. As I mentioned to Angela uh, before the 10 o'clock hour, there is a lack of long-haul uh, evidence on that, so... I suppose time will uh, we'll have to wait and see in time uh, what the the evidence is and what the the studies are on that. Um, just in relation to our interview on the mother and baby homes with Deputy Sean Canney and uh, Breda Murphy of the Tum Mother and Baby Home Alliance, most of the babies who spent a few days or weeks in uh, the homes were probably sold off to America. So says uh, Justin, one of our listeners there based in Crawwell and also we have a, a, a fairly extensive one here. Morning, the government appears to be refusing payments to the babies and or the mothers of baby homes in the full knowledge that neither child or mother did anything wrong. However, the government has been paying and will continue to pay the outrageous legal fees that many criminals have got on multiple occasions for petty and violent offences. Contrasting, both the criminal appears to get justice while the baby and mothers get an injustice and there are plenty of more texts coming in to us uh, in comments today as well. If you do want to get in touch with the programme, you can do on our text and WhatsApp number. That's 86 3 That's brought to you by Rational Scandinavian Windows, creating bespoke, modern and energy efficient Alucad windows and doors as well. You can also email comments at goawaybayfm.ie and you can also call Trace, who's at reception to take your messages. That's on 0977. Now, though, I want to move on because there's outrage in the Merlin Park area after there was a large area of woodland felled in lands owned by the HSC. To discuss this further, we're joined by Councillor Alan Cheevers and also by Caroline Stanley of the Friends of Merlin Woods. Uh, you're both, both very welcome on uh, to the programme today. Uh, uh, Councillor Alan Cheevers, I'll start with you. Give us a bit of background of what's happened here over the past few days. Uh, good morning, John, and good morning to Caroline. Um, I, I suppose uh, I brought to my attention over the weekend, obviously this is uh, an area that many residents and members of the community use on a regular basis. And what we saw really um, there in the last few days was, um, I, I can only describe it as a hatchet job on the environment. Um, it, it's just beyond belief uh, what's happened really. It's really what it is, is environmental sabotage. So basically what they did is, uh, the HSC obviously appointed a contractor to go in and uh, to do some, I suppose, cutting back of trees. But, I mean, it was done very, very poorly. Um, they drove through uh, the meadow, which is going on to the Dublin Road. Uh, this is a high-priority environmental area uh, with over 60 species. And, you know, it's, it's protected by European law. And what happens is what we've seen is uh, dumper trucks drove through it, large wheel tracks right, right through the meadow, and also the trees, I mean, the way that they were cut, I mean, it really is beyond belief. I think really, you know, anybody who lives in the area that uses that 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 area and goes walking in the in the, me- in the meadows and the woodlands there will, will see it firsthand. And I've had many phone calls from residents, as well as, you know, I spoke to Caroline over the last couple of days about it as well. And, you know, it's um, it's something that I think that really needs to be investigated. I think the work is still going on. The work needs to stop. I think it has to stop. I, I don't believe, and I, could, I stand to be correct on this, if there was an environmental impact study done on this, 
uh, before the work actually starts. I don't believe there is, there, I think the answer to that would be no. And I think that, you know, we need to do further investigation how this happened. And I think, you know, <clears throat> Caroline there has been a great advocate for, uh, for, for Merlin Woods for many, many years. And I think that, you know, it's, it's a very important part of our community, the woodlands and the meadows. And I think, you know, this is uh, something that's very disappointing to see what happened. Mm. We have put a call into the HSC there this morning. We sent them an email and we are awaiting a response from them. So if there's anyone there working in the HSC press office, you might just get back to us there as quickly as you can. We'd love to either get a spokesperson on or at least read out a statement to get your version of events and your side of the story. But do we know whether or not the, the HSC have got a felling license for this, Council Achievers? Uh, I've actually contacted Gordon City Council uh, Environment Section uh, no later than uh, yesterday in relation to this, and I'm still waiting for um, a, a response on that. Um, and I will obviously will uh, relay that information once I receive it myself. But as I say, you know, it's it's very disappointing to see um, what's happened. I spoke actually to. Uh, one of the uh, members of the environmental section who deals with trees this morning, and he actually uh, happened to go past uh, the meadows himself, and he said he just really couldn't believe what they did, uh, what, what happened, and uh, that he said even the equipment that they brought in there um, to do the work, he said it was demolition equipment. It wasn't the proper equipment that was required to do the work that was carried out. So, I mean, listen, it, it, the whole thing... Uh, from start to finish, is is it really is is very poor, and I think that as I said, there's questions to be answered. I wrote to Minister Danley last night. Um, I sent him an email, and I've asked him to look in and to investigate this. I think it's something that needs to be investigated, and we need to get answers why this has happened. Mm. I accept there are very genuine concerns here, but the, the fact of the matter is, are we jumping the gun a bit here? We, we don't know whether or not they got a felling license or not. Well, no, we, we, but we have to find out first of all. Uh, did they get it? Did, did, first of all, that, that obviously is the first thing. Secondly, we have to find out, which is very, very important, did they do an impact, environmental impact study? I think that's really important. And we have to find out, did they go through the criteria that they were supposed to for that work was started out? Especially, as I said, the decimation of the actual, the, the green area in the meadows. I think that's, that's something that, that's very concerning to me. And I think that if you, Caroline would probably relay, relay that as well. So I think that's something that we have to get the answers. That's why I think that the the HSE have to come back uh, and really make a statement on, on, on their side of the story. Okay, I want to bring in uh, Caroline Stanley now from the uh, Friends of Merlin Wood. Uh, Caroline, good morning to you. Good morning, John. How are you? Not too bad now. Uh, Caroline, just give us your reaction to the scenes there in Merlin Park. Uh, yeah, so on Friday, I was sent some photographs by residents who walk uh, the area asking me what was going on with the tree cutting. And from the pictures, I couldn't really see the the massive impact through the photos. So I immediately contacted uh, the biodiversity officer, Paula Carney, in Parks Department to see if she'd heard anything about it, because I presumed the HSC would have got in contact with the parks to talk about tree cutting there or, you know, their plans because of its biodiversity importance. Because it's not, you know, it's managed by the HSC on one side and managed by the council on the other side. 
and they're connected basically. So you can't just go cutting willy nilly, you know, it's not like landscaping. You need to do environmental assessments. So I went down that evening then as well. And other people had also come on to our Facebook page to post about the massive trees coming down. And I went down and it was lashing rain that evening. And they were working away in the meadows, chopping down large, large trees, small trees, you know. And while we understand that ash dieback trees need to come down or to be monitored over time, in a woodland setting, this needs to be um, need to be done in a proper way. Because what you ha- also have is bat species that use that, who are also protected under European law. Was there evaluation to see if they were roosting? You know, what impact on any of the wildlife there was considered beforehand? And as Alan says, you know, the meadows is a priority habitat under European law. And no work can go on anywhere near that meadows mm. unless it is, um, is carefully considered. There is huge biodiversity in that area. I saw it firsthand ourselves when we were out in Duishka for OB. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 like it's red, you know, and we deal with the council and the parks department and we talk about the work that goes on, you know, when they're managing their side and they're really good and understanding about the need to protect the wildlife, you know, when it comes to felling of trees and how any, you know, like around the perimeter of the HSC area, there must have been two over 200 trees taken out, you know, on a rough estimate, just just walking around, you know, we we talk about the meadows area, but it, the perimeter of the whole woodlands has been cut or big trees have been taken out. It's absolutely devastating, you know. And, and when you take that amount of trees out in one go, you've impacted a biodiversity area on a large scale. And what is happening is we don't have these areas around us to support the wildlife that's going to be lost because of this. Not only do trees support birds, you know, wood mouse, insects, you know, that you're losing species. So all those trees that are cut down, we've actually made a lot of species uh, homeless, basically, you know, when we talk about homelessness of animals and where they go, you know, you can't just cut down that amount of trees and expect no repercussions. And we're in a biodiversity crisis. I know there's great pride in the, but with locals in the area there for Merlin Woods. What's the feeling like among the general population there at the moment? Is it frustration? Is it anger? What is the feeling on the ground? Oh, it's it's frustration because they don't know why it was done. You know, and and we and like I said, we do understand the trees sometimes need to come down. And you see, early communication is really important in all of these aspects to deal with these problems when they come up. You know, and I and I we talk with this with the council. I said, if you tell us what's happening, we'll be able to communicate to people. We can stop that anger, you know, because sometimes when a tree gets taken down, there's uproar in different areas around the city. And we like to alleviate so there's no anger. So you can say, well, this is why that tree came down. You know, there was a reason why it came down. But there was no communication, you know, and it's not, you know, I had contacted Councillor Martino O'Connor because in a couple of years ago, I contacted her and we met with HSC estate management, just looking at different actions the HSC could take on biodiversity in their grounds um, in UHG or in Merlin Park, just to kind of start the ball rolling, getting them thinking about the landscape and the areas surrounding the hospitals <coughs> so they could uh, work with nature. 
you know, so that dialogue had been opened up by ourselves and Councillor Martino O'Connor, but yet we still hear nothing back when when action like this has been taken. It's, you know, there's no need for it. You know, all we're asking for is early communication communication, and to work with the Biodiversity Officer and Parks Department mm. to come up with a management plan for Merlin Park Woods that will benefit all. We understand the, the hospital is a public place that needs to be protected. You know, if there's trees on the edge near the roads or near footpaths, they may need to come down or limbs may need to come down. But to go into the woodland area and take that many trees down is just not right. And as, as Alan said, the machinery, you know, the machinery that goes in there, has the machine been washed before it moved in there? You know, this is another thing that has to be considered when you're working in biodiversity spaces and especially like a priority habitat. What's What secondary effects is the machinery having as it drives through these areas? Mm. Councillor, in a wet day, you know. Yeah. No, Councillor Alan Cheevers, I'll give the final word to you because I know um, you've described this as environmental sabotage and you also want uh, the EPA to do a full investigation on this matter. Have you also spoken with anyone in the Merlin Park area that might be involved in the management of this? Well, I, I've tried to make correspondence on other issues before and it seems that um, that you know we we're not getting any feedback from the management there, which is very disappointing. The management were also cc'd last night on my email to uh, Minister Donnelly, so they're fully aware of the situation, how I feel about the situation, and I think what Caroline said there, I think is really really important. What the HSC need to do and the estate management of Merlin Park is the need to engage with Government City Council in relation to a proper woodlands management plan. I think that's vital because, I mean, when we're coming to, when it comes to work like this, there's a, there's, there's a wrong way and the right way to do it. And this is certainly the wrong way of going about it. And you can see the huge destruction that has caused there in the last few days. So I think this is something that really needs to be addressed and we need to get dialogue from the HSB in relation to this. All right, we'll keep us up to date on all this and we'll definitely follow uh, with any updates we can. And we're looking forward uh, to hearing from the HC. We do have an email put into them uh, since earlier this morning. We're waiting uh, correspondence on that just to get their side of the story. Uh, but uh, Councillor Alan Cheevers and uh, Caroline Stanley of the Friends of Merlin Wood, thank you both for joining us on Galway Talks. Thanks, John. Still to come on the programme today, we'll be looking at this power-up team who has won the Irish leg of Invent for the Planet for prototype on affordable energy generator. We have um, some researchers uh, lining up in the lobby there, so we're looking forward to hearing from them in the next few minutes. We'll also be having our motoring slot with Jerry Murphy and our job spot with Patricia Hines. All that plus lots, lots more coming up on the programme today. But it's the moment you've all been waiting for. A chance to win, win, win. Because during the stock clearance sales at Mubel's Briar Hill Business Park, Ballybrish, Galway, to purchase you must call into their store and view what's on offer. The stock clearance is a great chance to get a real quality item for a fraction of its original cost. Mubel's are open seven days a week. Now we have a hundred euro voucher to give away each day here on the programme for Mubel's that can be used in store or at the Mubel's Cafe. If you want a chance to win, you have to text the word SALE your name and location, to 86 33 That's 86 Get texting. Galway Talks 
in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. A very good morning to you and you're welcome back into today's programme. Now though, we're going to have a look at this power-up team which has won the Irish leg of Invent for the Planet for their prototype, uh, an affordable energy generator. I have uh, Tennis and Auntie in the studio here with me. But first, I'm going to go to our phone lines because we're joined by uh, Damien Toner who is the Development and Innovation Executive at Board Iskiwara who are sponsors. He's a mentor and also event organiser. Damien, a very good morning to you. Uh, talk to us about this initiative and it's great to see this local team uh, winning the Irish leg. Yeah, thanks John. Um, thanks for having me on. Um, so BIM, we're delighted again to participate in this event for the Planet event. It's uh, held in Galway and at ATU there and it's a 48-hour intensive design experience. So Effectively, uh, it's run uh, around the globe. 29 universities across 22 worldwide locations take part. And the Irish leg uh, consists of students from around Ireland coming to Galway last weekend to take on some of the globe's biggest challenges and see if they can come up with a design solution. So effectively, last Friday evening, we had students arrive from around Ireland uh, to ATU, to the engineering department there. And they meet up and they take on one of the 10 challenges that are set by, by the international team. So these challenges can include uh, how can we provide clean energy? How can we help with crisis mapping in disaster areas during uh, in, in natural disasters? How can we reduce food waste? How can we maybe better utilize byproducts from, from things like seafood processing? So it's, it's, it's a fantastic experience for us as mentors and for the students to see what they can come up with in, in 48 hours. Yeah, it's a, it's a great initiative. Talk to us about the history behind it and how it was developed. Yeah, so it started in, uh, in, in a university ATM in Texas. And I suppose the idea is, you know, we have so many um, bright young students in colleges and quite often some of the, the challenges that exist need a bit of fresh thinking. And you know, we, ha we have students there and you'll hear from the power-up team across a, a range of disciplines. So software engineers, chemists, biologists, engineers. And the idea really is to bring them together and see, can they apply a bit of fresh thinking to, to challenges and hopefully develop um, ideas that could be spun out in, into companies. Um, I suppose our role in BIM is to try and, in, and help develop these young entrepreneurs that they can create businesses that ultimately, you know, help create jobs, um, particularly in the regions. And in, in Galway, you're very lucky to have ATU and University of Galway there who are both involved in this project. And it was fantastic to see the the, the innovation that, that these students can come up with. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to go to the students now, uh, Jamie. You might just stay on the line, though, for me, uh, just in case we come back to you. But I'm going to welcome into uh, the studio uh, Tennis Ranjan and also Auntie Ishmael. You're both very welcome onto the programme today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Tennis, I'll go to you first. Uh, talk to us about this prototype that you've made uh, for it's an affordable energy generator system. Talk to us a bit about it. Yeah, so our, our main focus was to develop uh, affordable, reliable, clean uh, electricity generation method for uh, least developed countries and more affected area. Mm. So uh, because of the access use of uh, fossil fuel, so we cannot uh, go for the fossil fuel and we thought of developing a renewable energy mm. uh, 
development so we uh, focus on uh, wind and uh, uh, hydropower and combine it to generate the uh, electricity for uh, getting for providing the electricity for the basic needs of the people okay and uh, finally we end up with uh, good design mm. and uh, so and we identified that we can use it to power up for a small village by developing a mini power plant wow yeah and uh, we can it's a, it's a cyclic process once you fill the water to the tank so it will operate it will pump the water to the high elevated tank using the wind power okay. and it's going to operate in uh, without any 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 uh, other resources once we build it so it's very much geared for maybe isolated villages in the third world is that the market yeah yeah that's that's our focus because mm. we were focusing on the isolated area okay. and uh, it's it's a great great thing if we can build it in the future yeah I want to bring uh, Auntie on now. Um, Auntie, very good morning to you. Talk to us about uh, your role in this as well. Um, and I'm, I'm very interested to, just to get a sense of, of that prototype. Did you actually have to assemble it as well or, or what happened in them 48 hours? Um, well, thank you, John, for having power-ups on the studio today. We're very delighted to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I have a background in computing and um, one of our modules is to using computing to model life issues. So I think uh, one of my role in the competition was also to be part of the modeling because um, I think energy is something that is um, affecting everyone. And um, we came up with um, the solution in 48 hours by looking at what we have at hand. We have the we have to come up with the wind turbine and we use resources such as bottles, such as um, Caps to actually build the turbine and uh, to build the water tank. So, yeah, yeah. And in terms of actually, I know you're saying you're part of the, the modeling of it and the whole computing side of things. Did you get time to, to do that side of things, or was it all just design based? Did you actually get to assemble a, a small prototype, or was it all just design? No, I did get the chance to be able to assemble mm. the prototype because I was part of the assembling part you know we come up with how we can build the 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 prototype with resources that we have at hand mm. yeah talk to us about how this uh, team uh, you're the winning team of course there's more than than just you two on it you might just go through some of the other the other people with me but you're from across ATU and University of Galway it's it's a collaboration yeah yeah it's it, it's a great experience you know five different people from five different countries and three universities. Mm. We didn't know each other when we go to the competition and uh, we built a perfect team and it was enjoyable. At the beginning, we didn't we didn't thought we can do this, yeah. but finally we end up with a great prototype and the great idea. <sighs> it was, we, we enjoyed a lot and it was a great event. And uh, my background, so if I say mm. so, I am doing my PhD in first year in University of Galway and I'm dealing with the tidal energy. I'm 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 dealing with the structural integrity of tidal turbine blades. Okay. And uh, Auntie is doing computing and mm. uh, Sin is doing uh, biomedical, Tom is doing uh, mechanical and Edwin is uh, uh, automation. So you see so different people different in uh, fields mm. but we uh, work as a team and 
brought the team spirit. And and Tom is um, from Dundalk IT, so it's it's, yeah. it's a real collaboration. Yeah. How how was that actually? How are you brought together? It's like the Power Rangers. How are you all assembled together? <laughs> yeah, so we thought it's going to be really difficult, but it was really easy because all of us were very friendly, and mm. we respected our mutual under mutual ideas, and we consider each one's ideas, and it was really easy yeah mm. to add on top of uh, what Thomas just said I think it's because we came with the spirit of winning all of us we say we're going yeah. to do this and the moment we met we said guys this is ourselves we have differences and how are we going to tackle these differences to come up with the best prototype in the world so I think it was a massive team and also to utilize what everyone else is good at. You might be very good on the designing side. You, you'd have the, the turbine side to, to, to utilize and to, to, to delegate who's best at what. Yeah, that's what we did. Because mm. uh, at the beginning, so we assigned some tasks for the different people. Because uh, with, uh, with the team discussions, we identified the people who are good at it. So Tom was assigned to do the uh, CAD modeling and uh, demonstrating the idea, and the Edivan is its uh, uh, its control expert. So he was uh, working with the prototype, and uh, I did the research and research uh, developments and and uh, uh, other other uh, ideas development, and I helped with the presentations and uh, Onti is also doing the. Presentations, prototype, prototype developments, mm. and the thing, uh, Helen, she was uh, preparing the video. So <laughs> we, we each of us had different uh, tasks, but at the same time we were collaboratively work. Sometimes we uh, work with the prototype and mm. supported them, and mm. uh, sometimes we gave some comments for the video editing, like that. It's it was a blend yeah. of everything. Yeah, to add on top of him, it was really um, great because. You know, we could chip in each other's space and say, you know, I'm thinking this area, we could add this portion, we could add this part. So I think this is what made us so collaborative because if you see someone that should, I mean, they're doing something and we're like, no, I would like to add on top of what you're doing. How about we put this video this way? How about, you know, during the prototype, you come chip in. How about we come up with the solution this way? So this is how we managed to, to work as a team. Yeah. yeah. I, I know, Auntie, you described us as own it um, yes. to talk to us about that so we came up with this name because um, one of uh, we were supposed to, to you know help the people that are living in the least developed countries and to have power that is affordable and, and clean so own it it means like have it and own it and mm. it's affordable it's yours and you can afford it yeah I'll bring back in uh, Damien Toner, uh, the Development Innovation Executive at Board Iskiwara. Damien, I, I know that the winning team are awarded a prize of €500. Euro. What is next in terms of representing Ireland as we go further on? Yeah, well, uh, hopefully, John, um, five teams are selected from, from around the globe and uh, they go to a final event, which is held in Texas. And we very much hope that uh, Power Up make it into that final we'll, we'll know in the next week or two so that'll be a fabulous opportunity for them to to go abroad and, and to talk a bit more about their their idea 
but you know in addition to that there was there was other teams that participated as well as well and we'd, we'd hope that all the teams would maybe take their technology to the next step and mm. and really think about if they can commercialize it and make it viable and I, I think that would be t- to the benefit of them but also also the universities that they represent um, I might just add John as well just to acknowledge um, Jack Saad in ATU and Galway who is really the driving force behind this event okay. and uh, our colleagues in the Marine Institute uh, Department of Agriculture, Food and Marine, and Terma King and Boston Scientific, who also sponsored the event. So, a huge collaboration between the private and public sector. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a great project and a, and a great initiative. Uh, we wish you all the best of luck, and we hope you do get to represent us and, and, and fly the flag for, for Ireland in, in the competition as well. Do let us know, and I'd love if you came back in with the prototype, just get a look at it if it if it's able to fit in this room and, and all that. We'd love to see how it works. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 possible to fit in this room. Yeah. It's it's very small one, Great. but it's in the ATU Galway campus, and uh, we yeah. can bring it. Brilliant! Yeah. If you do get through, we'd love to have you back on and, and see it see it in operation. But uh, Damien Tono, thank you for joining us. Tennis Ranjan and Auntie Ishmael, thank you all thank for you, joining us you. here thank on so Galway Talks. Uh, still to come on the program today, we'll be looking at the motoring slot with Jerry Murphy, and we'll also have the Patricia Hines on with the job spot. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. A very good morning to you and you're welcome back into today's programme. Now, we are giving you the chance to win this week because during the stock clearance sale at Mubel's Briar Hill Business Park, Ballybrick, Galway, to purchase, you must call into the store and view what's on offer. The stock clearance is a great chance to get a real quality item for a fraction of its original cost. Mubel's are open seven days per week. We have a €100 voucher to give away each day on the programme this week for Mubel's that could be used in-store or at the Mubel's Cafe as well. All you have to do is text the word SALE to 086-3833-553. That's 086-3833-553. And you could be at a chance of winning that there. Just make sure you have your name and address on as well. Now, though, it's time for the motoring slot. The motoring slot, in association with Colum Quinn BMW Select. The ultimate finance at Colum Quinn. Whatever BMW model you choose, BMW Select has tailored finance available that is just as impressive as your new car. Contact Colum Quinn BMW on 091 And Jerry Murphy sits across from us as always. Jerry, good morning to you. How are you, John? Very good now, Jerry. Very good. Talk to us about this Ford Raptor. I'm looking at it outside. It's a beautiful beast of a oak, uh, white with the black stripes. It's impressive. Yes, yeah, new Ford uh, Ranger Raptor. Uh, they call it. It's uh, part of the Ranger group of pickups from Ford. Um, it might be fair to say it's one of the last great acts of defiance from the diesel community to the world of motoring that's coming their way. But um, all that aside, Ford will have an electric pickup down the line. I think they're going to call it the Lightning. Okay. But anyway, this is the Raptor. It's a two-liter diesel uh, built for work. Um, there's no question or doubt about it. This thing would pull the house around behind you uh, without question. But there's a secondary sort of aim for it where it's aimed at sort of the active community. Those guys who want to go out and about surfing, want to go off-road, want to okay. go uh, doing bits and pieces, as well as work groups like farmers, like uh, build- builders, etc., to take an off-road and to do that kind of work. But this, because it's aimed at the... Um, so the active type as well. The interior of this is sort of made up of uh, much more um, 
pleasant sort of materials, yeah. half leather, half uh, material sort of seats, beautifully presented inside for a car like it. Um, it's not that rugged inside. It is more more sophisticated than that. But performance-wise, is absolutely spectacular. I mean, it just has so much power, got so much ability. Uh, it has a two and a half ton. 2,500 kilogram maximum towing capacity. So um, that'll tell you how powerful it is. It also has a, a payload uh, of 620 kilograms. Um, as you can see, it's a twin cab. Um, yeah. So there's uh, back seats in it as well as uh, front seats uh, for your passengers, plus the flatbed uh, with the tonneau cover on top of it. So oh. it's got everything you'd actually need. Um, the price of it, to me, doesn't sound that expensive this day and age. Some people will say, yeah, hey, look, it's expensive and not an awful lot of people can afford it. But I think this, this is really good value for money as it is at the moment uh, at 64000 64500 okay. 64 or thereabouts. It's got a 10-speed automatic gearbox in it, which uh, means that it will always find the gear you want, no matter what you're towing, no matter what you're uh, doing with it and what have you. But it's... Um, it's it's a handful to drive because, as you see out there, it's got uh, big semi-off-road tyres on it. Um, so there's that sort of meatiness or beefiness about it that you have to have your wits about you when you're driving it. Yeah. Um, it is uh, a bit of a handful that way, but rather comfortable, more comfortable than you would think. Mm. Um, not a huge amount of bouncing around the place. So Ford have got the suspension right on it. And uh, it's thoroughly enjoyable. It's one of these things that, you know, we'll be sorry when we see the back of them. But yeah. They're going to go eventually. But if you're in the market for one at the moment, that's a nice one. It's very aesthetically pleasing as well. It, it doesn't. Just, it doesn't look awkward like. Sometimes you can see trucks yeah. like that, but it looks. It's, it looks very compact and it looks very sleek as well. And is it five seater? It's five seater. There's wow. three seats on the back and two up front. Uh, plenty of space in the back as well. Sometimes yeah. when they add the crew cab, as they call it, to the back for lads uh, like myself, six foot five. Well, it's for lads going <laughs> off doing a job. Yeah. Five of them yeah. might have to go jump into a car to go off and do a, a, a physical job somewhere. Yeah. There's not. Um, there's not an insufficient amount of room in the back of it. Great, great. And uh, BYD, the new brand has come to Ireland. BID, as they call it. Mm. Um, BYD stands for Build Your Dreams. Wow. And uh, um, from now on, we're going to see an awful lot more Chinese vehicles coming onto the Irish market. Uh, we already had the uh, Aura Funky Cat. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on. But BYD is probably the biggest alternative energy vehicle manufacturer in the world. Um, we don't hear an awful lot about them here, uh, but they are now coming to Ireland. Okay. And the strange thing, well, it's not strange, it's, it's, it's a very strategic thing they've done. They've decided to um, get into partnership with Motor Distributors Limited in Dublin to distribute the cars on a national level. Motor Distributors Limited, probably the oldest distributor of cars in Ireland. Currently, their uh, sole distribution is the Mercedes-Benz brand okay. uh, and trucks and commercials and that sort of thing. But uh, most distributors limited go back oh, into the 50s. Uh, just, they actually started as an assembler of cars. The first Volkswagen Beetle outside of Germany uh, that was assembled in a plant, the first one in the world, was motor distributors in okay. Dublin. They actually manufactured, well, they assembled 
the Volkswagen Beetle and other Volkswagens back then. Um, in fact, there's an array of historic cars that have been involved in it over the years. It's fantastic. But they're going to take on the distribution of this. That in itself is a statement. Yeah. That these guys are really, really serious. So build your dreams. BYD, bid, as they call it. Um, you know, getting together with motor distributors, I think, is a massive statement from them. Mm. The only other two places that they have uh, new distributors, apart from Ireland, they announced Finland and Iceland distributors as well. But, you know, really high-tech company. Um, and as I said, the Chinese are coming. We already have Geely, we have Aura, and now we have Bid coming along. And the first cars there won't be too far away. Mm. And uh, motor distributors will appoint dealers around the country, and I dare say there will be one in Galway as well, because normally for these type of vehicles and these kind of startups, uh, they go to the major cities first and foremost. Yeah. Speaking of the other Chinese brand that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago here uh, with Keith, the Aura Funky Cat um, is their um, only vehicle in Ireland at the moment. But they've appointed a new dealer here okay. in Galway and Connolly's are going to take that on. Uh, they actually have taken it on. New showroom out in Ballybrit for the Aura. Tom uh, Fardy is the guy that is, or Tom Raftery, sorry, okay. is the guy that's heading up that. We wish Tom the best vehicles available as we speak and uh, worth going out there for uh, a test drive in the new Aura Funky Cat. Um, we'll have one coming along in a couple of weeks' time, which we'll be able to give you far more details of. Um, so, you know, the interesting thing about that then, of course, Connolly's are a Mercedes-Benz dealer. Yeah. Will the bid become a direct competition, mm. a competitor with the Aura? Uh, there'll be a little bit of competition there, I dare say. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see where bid ends up when it comes to Galway in, in the near future. Could that give a bit more uh, competitive prices for people, though, that extra competition? That Absolutely, be? because BID are the biggest manufacturer of electric vehicles in the world. Okay. And uh, it, it's all about um, getting the uh, components together. It, mm. There's a big struggle out there for battery power, etc. There's a lot of work going on trying to get rid of cobalt-based lithium-ion batteries to go to blade batteries, as they call them, yeah. so that they're, they're not mining cobalt to get into them. That's only taking off at the moment. I see BMW, over the last couple of days, launched a new uh, hydrogen car uh, in Europe. In Belgium, I think, they launched it. Um, it'll be interesting interesting to see how that comes along mm. is that going to be the future I suspect it will okay. once they sort out the storage and delivery of hydrogen to the marketplace but um, there's an awful lot of change ahead of us John and uh, the whole thing is moving so fast uh, electric cars are expensive it's uh, a survey last week from Dundee talking about um, second hand electrics but also talking about new electrics and the biggest um reason for people not wanting to buy an electric car. Although 70% of Irish drivers are now saying yes, they will consider an electric car. That's just the way it's going to go. But the biggest bugbear or the biggest um, disadvantage is the cost. Yeah, It's not about, it, it's no longer about range, it's no longer about uh, where you're going to uh, charge your car and uh, how many kilometres you get out of it. People will buy cars that will suit their range but it's their pocket is what they have to suit. Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, Jerry Murphy with the Motoring Start. Thank you for joining us here on Goa Talks.
motoring slot in association with Colum Quinn BMW Select. The ultimate finance at Colum Quinn. Whatever BMW model you choose, BMW Select has tailored finance available that is just as impressive as your new car. Contact Colum Quinn BMW on 091 753 Well, from motoring slots, we go to job spot with Patricia Hines. Patricia, good morning. A very good morning to you, John. Uh, what have you got today? Lots of jobs today, John. First up, we have a vacancy for a member service officer, a teller with the credit union over in Shum. Now, main responsibilities will include providing service to the members at the counter to enable lodgements, withdrawals, low drawdowns, repayments and bill payments and to accurately handle cash and reconcile balances and accounts. And ideal candidates should have excellent administration skills and attention to detail and a qualified financial advisor qualification is desirable but not essential. Now we're also looking for a number of electrical project engineers. We have a number of senior positions available with a particular company who are looking to hire senior electrical project engineers to join their team to work on HV energy and renewable projects. Now this role can be based anywhere in Ireland with remote working option and available. Next up, we're looking to recruit a project management e-learning person with a global localization, interpretation and translation services company. Now, the project manager will be responsible for managing the e-learning localization projects and supporting the day-to-day operation within their team. Uh, Applicants should have a degree in a related field or three to five years experience of e-learning project coordination or project management. And again, this role rather is suitable for remote or blended working. Now, also this morning and based in Ballybrett, we are looking for a car valeter, a junior position. This particular role will involve general car cleaning and assisting the senior valeter in cleaning cars. And applicants should have manual handling, a full B driving license and previous experience is certainly an advantage. We're also looking this morning, John, for a senior accountant with an accounting firm here in the city. This particular job will include the review of financial accounts and tax computations for sole traders, companies and partnerships and the management of a portfolio of clients. And successful applicants will work closely with a diverse team of experts and contribute to the growth and development of this particular practice. Successful candidates should be a CPA, ACCA or ACA or similar qualified accountant with a minimum of three years post-qualification experience working in a public practice environment. Now, over and over more this morning, we are looking to support the recruitment of a customer service representative with a call centre for an oil company in Ormore. Now, this particular job will involve selling products and solving customer needs, complaints and inquiries. And previous experience is desirable, but not necessary. We're also looking this morning for relief care workers for a disability service group here in the city. This particular job will involve providing and delivering personal care services to individuals with an acquired brain injury within a residential service setting. Now, applicants should have a QQI level five in health and social care or an equivalent equivalent healthcare related qualification. A full clean driving license also and applicants should have experience of working in a supported or residential accommodation care setting. All right, Patricia. And last for call. Sorry, right, John, we're on. running out of time. Um, 
Indeed, John. Further details and all applications uh, for any of our jobs this morning are available on jobsireland.ie. That's great. Patricia Hines uh, joining us there with her job spot uh, news and debts coming up after this and we'll have plenty more interviews in the 11 o'clock hour. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you.